Welcome to the Dropkick. My name is Frank Johnson. And I'm Pat Thompson. When you tune into the Dropkick, we'll be touching on subjects that are important to us, like the white center community, youth leadership, food, food, lots of food, music, good music, local music, business, people, cycling and sports. Uh, and we'll probably be talking about the 12, man. Definitely talking about the 12th man. Because we love our Seahawks. Always. And might just probably talk about bringing on them Sonics back, okay? <laughs> Yes, yes. Welcome, welcome back to the Dropkick. Thank you for tuning in and listening. We got uh, myself, Frank Johnson. I'm Pat Thompson. Got Zach Hamilton in the back with the technicals and all the Yay, good stuff. Zach. Hey, that music. I love kicking I'm, off with that music. So that was such a good idea to have that song. Stevie, you the man. Um, there's been a lot of crazy things going on these past uh, couple of weeks since our last uh, show. Right. Uh, very informative things, very uh, intense, exciting things in, in the community. And uh, before we get to that, I just want to ask, Pat, how, how's it going? How are we doing? It's been great. I love it. Things are going really well. Uh, busy. I'm loving the weather. Mm, yeah. You know, Today's a beautiful day. Just Definitely. Just really sunny, and but a little bit of cold yeah people that... ask me if i love the fall and winter yeah i do except for i never feel ready for it like i never feel like i have the right clothes for it mm-hmm. one Definitely. winter one time one year when winter comes along i want to just go buy a uh, bunch of clothes that'll make me feel super cute <laughs> you know, like the boots i never have the, I never have matching boots or coat whatever i want I want to do it. I want to go through winter looking all cute. And then at the end of that, thinking, being able to assess, do mm-hmm. I like the winter? Mm-hmm. But as it is, <laughs> I just throw on whatever's in the closet. Yep. Somebody was, at, I was wearing this coat yesterday. I don't know whose coat it is, actually. <laughs> and so my friend Judy says, hey, hey, I really like your coat. I go, thanks. I'm going to tell you something at Thompson Secret. She goes, what's that? I go, I don't know whose coat it is. It was just in the closet. We have this closet in the hallway of my house it's sort of it's like the filled with people's it's like coats. the wardrobe you know from lion the witch <laughs> in the wardrobe it's like magical love that movie. every once in a while I'll, I'll look in there and think whose coat is that <laughs> and it looks good on me and this has been happening all my life i remember when i was a kid i would look in there and find all these kinds of treasures and no one would claim it and so i would wear it and i fully expect to be out you know out downtown mm-hmm. wearing in, somebody or else's coat or at the stadium <laughs> Wearing this cute old coat or something that I think looks good on me, and mm-hmm. some somebody coming hit. up. Hey, that's mine. <laughs> <laughs> I fully expect it. But until then, yep. all Rock I it. all I wear during the winter is these coats I find in the closet in my house. <laughs> so one year I'm just gonna I'm gonna get decked out. You should totally do it. I mean, what, totally do it. I used to wear a J C Penney's uh, in the. In the <laughs> I used to wear a J C Penney's in the women and men's shoes, and I tell you. Uh, having being able to provide and sell different varieties of boots, there are so many different types of boots right? out there, and and I'll tell you, they all know what they want when they come there. You just gotta sell it to them for fifty bucks, you know, and they'll buy it. I'm they're they're looking for it. That's me. <laughs> I want it to be me one day. I, I really do. I, can I have a pair of rain galoshes, please? Like a cute pair. Like I see these 
really cute rain boots. I'm like, I've never had a pair of those. One day I just want like boots that match my coat or something. I don't know. This is this is these are the things I live with. There you go. These things I've carried carried in me. <laughs> these That's deep great. desires I have for my clothes to match for crying out loud. Oh my gosh. Here we go. That's how you know that the fall started. We right, start getting right, in right. touch with that I, one. I remember when I was in college, I did I I bought this really beautiful coat. It was mm-hmm. a winter coat. And I thought, you know what? I'm just going to spring for it. I got it from Nordstrom's. There you it was go. This navy, beautiful, beautiful coat, right? I went to a football game oh, and uh, it was super cold and it was snowing. Mm-hmm. And I was walking up the stadium stairs and everyone was looking at me. Oh. I was thinking, oh, it's because no. this coat, because <laughs> I look cute, right? I was like, yeah, man, this, this coat was worth every dime. Then, like, I don't know, second half, I go down to the. Um, the bathroom and mm-hmm. I look in the mirror it's because I had mascara running all down my face <laughs> that's what they were looking at it's because I looked like a clown in a really beautiful coat so anyway, I want these things not to happen to me I just do there you go so the first row problems right there right I'm sure that there'll be more clothing fiasco type stories in our future but oh yeah that's the one I'm going with today there you go I'll take it <laughs> Oh, man, guys. Well, we're going to get started. We got uh, the first day of fall was actually last week on the 22nd. Did and you, you get know, your summer in? You know what? I did. I, I did. I had Getting a, it in? I ended it, and I am I was prepared. I've uh, I've used all of my summer clothes. Good for you. And I am ready for the fall. I saw some pictures of you at some concert. Uh, oh, yeah. I definitely went camping last weekend, and that camping trip involved a concert. And uh, it was great, good. good time, good vibes. Looks like and the weather was good. Too, yeah, it was. It, yeah, we were down at the Gorge Gorge Amphitheater for a show called Magnifique, and it was it was really windy, but it held up. Like they put in the in like the brochure, mm-hmm. bring warm clothes. Really, you know. So I'm pre- if anybody didn't bring warm, I didn't hear any complaints. I was just like, hey, it was nice. Yeah. Hey, did you? Where did you stay when you were there? Do you remember the name of the campground? Uh, well, it was uh, we actually stayed on the campgrounds at the gorge, okay. but there was one called Wild Horse, you which is. Want to hear something great about that? <laughs> no, you're gonna it. laugh. Please, I'll bring the, it on. The people that own it, they're uh-huh. from White Center. I grew up with what? Them. Yeah, Scott Tuber owns that. Um, it's called Wild Horse Campground, yeah. right? Yes. Yeah. They're oh, from White Center. Man. Like actually, I mean, I went to middle school, elementary school with him. He's he's a funny, funny nice. guy. That's and, awesome. Uh, his yeah, his family's from here, so that is so awesome. Because I've only been, I've never camped in those grounds, right. but I've been there before, right. and it it just it doesn't looks mean like, that I can get you a deal. Or I mean, I, <laughs> unless he hears this, Scott hey, Tuber. Yo, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Scott, I'll bring you on the show, man. <laughs> give me, a, give me a cabin pass. Yeah, I've heard great things. There's like a burger, there's like a stand or a burger stand over there. No, I don't right? know about all that. Like right next to the property, people say it's a great, it's a great campground. I need to go over there and check yeah, it out. Check it out. That, was, that area is just very majestic, isn't I, it? It's a very majestic. See, people don't area. know that if you've not spent time over there, yeah. you kind of like take a it's trip. It's tempting east. to write off the. Eastern, mm-hmm. Eastern Washington, but it's beautiful. It really is like one of those great places of uh, of Washington that yeah. definitely need to be explored. I agree a lot more. 
Well, the first day of fall was last week on the 22nd, and with it, it has brought in some things concerning the community. One of those things is the plan, uh, the county's plan to put a homeless shelter, a low barrier emergency homeless shelter, currently closed public health center down on 8th and 108th right. in White Center. And there was a meeting about that uh, about a week and a half ago, and uh, probably one of the most intense uh, intense meetings that the that the neighborhood and the community has ever been a part crazy, of. It was crazy, wasn't it? It was intense, yeah. and I was glad to be a part of it. I'm glad to be a part of White Center, or White Center Native here. Pretty hectic idea, and the cause for it is good, but the 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 motion behind it is kind of reckless. And Reckless. Reckless is a good word. A little reckless. And so uh, pretty much we a lot of the community just found out about this about a week before that and uh, a week before the meeting. And so therefore we're 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 very outraged about the fact that we just found out about it. And it's been in in a plan for about a year now and that uh, they're putting it at the location where it's pretty much the center (laughs) <laughs> the center of four different schools, two of which being our elementary, one is a Cascade Middle School, which is a middle school, <clears throat> and then Evergreen High School. Right. And those all connect to the Hicks Lake Park, right. uh, uh, which is also a gateway into the public health uh, where, site, right. site over there. And so, you know, we're concerned about location because people live here, people enjoy their time here and it's not even a homeless shelter where it's open from a certain time at night to a certain time in the morning kids are going to school people uh enjoy their time in this part people have fun people you know are engaged in activities you know in this area well i think it's been such a hard pill for the community to swallow because one i think the first thing is location location is just it's just not it doesn't work yeah it's not that's right. It's not acceptable. Mm-hmm. What you mentioned about the schools. Uh, you know, when I was a kid, I going to school, I walked by that clinic at, on my way to elementary school. And then when mm-hmm. I went to middle school, I walked by that clinic. And then mm-hmm. on uh, on my way to high school, same thing. And so, mm-hmm. you know, and then it's right next to, like you said, right next to the park. And so it, it just, I think reckless is a great word. It, you kind of wanting to shake some of the people at the county who thought that this was an awesome location. Mm-hmm. And I think what's one of the things that's hurtful to me about it is it, it succeeded in pitting um, our neighbors against neighbors. You that's know, right. You know, because you've got one group of people who are very nervous about mm-hmm. this. And in my opinion, rightfully so, I, I'm nervous too. And then you have another side of the uh, community who their thoughts are, you know, what are you so scared of? And, mm-hmm. you know, do we just want to keep these people out? And, you know, the two things I think about that is, one, I really think all of our anger and frustration should be focused on the county. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> That's right. I don't know why we're mad at each other. Mm-hmm. And two, um, I, I really believe this about our neighbors is that it's not that we don't want to care for our, you know, all the people in our community. I mm-hmm. think if you ask anybody we're going to say, yeah, we need to do something about that. This just isn't the right location. And had the county sort of done their due diligence Mm -hmm. and talked to us, they would have found that out. And, you know, there was a woman at the meeting who stood up and she was talking about her 
her property is just on the backside of the park. That's right. And she already has sort of situations going on back there. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, people doing things that they shouldn't be doing, you know, Mm -hmm. or what have you. And uh, she was mentioning that she can't even have her grandchildren playing in her backyard as it is. So her, what she's nervous about is it's going to be that Mm -hmm. times a million, right? And, you know, I just think these are folks, they're good people. I know them. Yeah. These are folks who've just been taking care of their business. That's you know, right. they, they go out. She said we go out there, clean up, you know, pick up condoms, pick up needles, the whole nine. But really just sort of did it on their own. I don't mm-hmm. recall hearing them complaining to anybody. Just yeah. they do it because they're homeowners. But, you know, I think they just feel like this is over the line. Yeah. Right? And then, but the other thing I know about her is that had somebody come to her and mm-hmm. said, would like to do something about this, somebody from the county, we have some resources, you know, do you, would you like to serve on some kind of committee? I think she'd say yes. Yeah, of Because course. she's a, you know, she's a good woman. She's a compassionate woman. She just has some issues around it regarding safety, safety of her grandchildren. And, mm-hmm. you know, her kids grew up in, in that, in that place. And yeah. so... You know, it's just ill-conceived, yeah, right? And definitely. so that meeting was pretty heated. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I think the county really, if they're smart, hope, you know, I'm hoping that they stood up and, you know, that they'll stand up and really make an effort to sort of change course, right? Definitely. Um, but before we get any further, I want to say, because I know I have a couple of friends who've been working really hard on this and I would be remiss if I didn't mention mm-hmm. that there's a petition on change.org change. that you can sign and um, just pass the 500 right, signature mark. Right. And that is, I think it's called, uh, it's in the White Center, the Stand Up for White Center, mm-hmm. what have you. And then uh, there's also a GoFundMe page campaign happening Um what the desire for those funds to be hiring an attorney who That's will right. help us file an injunction That's so right. that they can't do this, that they can, that they'll stop exactly. with the permitting on that. So, uh, please support, you know, mm-hmm. definitely you feel, feel it, please support. And, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. well, it'll be interesting to see how this how works this, out. Yeah. I think what, what happened at the end of that meeting, I, I know you had to leave. I mean, I mean, I was there. I was there till like till about the middle of uh, when when Seely was talking right. about there. So Seely stood up. Seely is the executive director of mm-hmm. the White Center Community Development Association. Right. She stood up and said that there will be a citizens committee yep. uh, uh, convening and uh, to meet with the county. I think we're still waiting on dates, and so yeah. they haven't uh, they haven't proposed any dates for those meetings yet. But there'll be an opportunity to serve, and in the meantime, there's always an opportunity to write your county exec, mm-hmm. uh, Dow Constantine. So, That's right. There you go. That's right. So uh, now to get on to a little bit of a, a happier happier note. Uh, me and Pat went down to the, uh, by her recommendation, to the Birium Fish House off of, uh, right, actually right on 153rd, Room 53rd, and I forget what. It's close to 1st South. Yeah, close Birium. to 1st South. And it's, uh, <laughs> it's <laughs> Zach's looking at me. I'm so sorry, Zach. Uh, <laughs> Zach's mad because we went and we didn't. We'll, we'll invite you next time, Zach. I promise. <laughs> I'm going. 
I'm, I'm, I'm talking. I'm, I'm being as sincere as possible. <laughs> but uh, man, oh god, you guys! If you guys haven't been to the Beer and Fish House, uh, get on down there. It, uh, they, uh, I'll just say this first: they they serve their lunch, <laughs> they serve their meal on a metal lunch tray. Yeah, and uh, that uh, that by far, if is the most welcoming thing. Isn't that, I, that welcoming? Is that, a, it, yes, it, that's exactly that, right? right. It's welcoming. It makes me feel like you know what. That two dollars and fifty cents that I'm paying for for lunch that I did in high school, I'm getting I'm getting my fill. Got my fish, got my chips. I got a what is called a captain's platter, so it came with fried cod, halibut, and salmon and chips. And you could choose beer battered. Of course, I chose the beer battered. Yeah, I did too. And um, uh, or you can get the panko crumb fried, whatever. And the, you can get like two different choices of tartar sauce. I got the original and the habanero tartar sauce. This kind of I didn't ask you. Was the habanero good? It was good. I was like testing it? the waters with that one. Okay, I was testing the waters and uh, it was real good. Like it wasn't. It wasn't like fiery. Like oh god, my mouth. You know, it's burning. It's just like tartar sauce with a hint of habanero right. spice. Just a kick to kind of, kind of get your taste buds having a potty and all that stuff. Yeah, I love the Beer and Fish House. I've been there a few times. I had heard about it a while ago from my friend Matt, who mm-hmm. owns uh, Beer and Press. That's right. And uh, he was telling me about it, and I thought I gotta go out there. And he's, it, yeah, he was right. It's really good. I've had um, the a fish sandwich there, mm-hmm. really good. I've had uh, so the cod platter, which there was prawns and. Clam strips, strips, clam strips. really good. And I had fish sticks when we were together, mm-hmm. which I loved. But the next time I go, I'm having the fish tacos. Zach, we can we get new tacos, man. Those you're... fish tacos look really good. They did. They? Yeah. Oh yeah. man. And I was telling the girl when I when I was waiting for you to get there, and I was telling her, uh, my friend is going to lose his mind when he <laughs> when he sees what you know what the food is served on that it's served on a on a, a lunch me- tray a metal lunch tray like thing it, that is like, he will lose it I which was, i i agree with you <laughs> that is something very welcoming about a tray mm-hmm. like that where the food just is spread out mm-hmm. on it right it there. sorry zach he's, <laughs> he's getting killed back there <laughs> oh man uh, but yeah so that was a good thing uh, Pat, uh, how what what did you do? Yesterday was Friday. What did you do? What, how did your Friday night go? I went go? to the Evergreen Wolverine football DHS. game last night. Yep. yep, yep, yep. It was down there at uh, Mount Tahoma. They played Foss High School. Oh, man. And first of all, a couple things. The cheer staff is awesome. They have so much fun. They work really hard. That's They're great. really loud. Mm-hmm. Um you know, this is, I think we're four games in now, so I think they're doing a good job. And there were probably 20 of us in the stands, <laughs> so we were really loud. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so that was that was good. Uh, the football team, the, the final score was 27-0. to zero. We lost. Mm-hmm. But we looked good. I mean, you know, they've been improving every week. I mm-hmm. think that that's impressive. Uh, they're working hard. And I feel like every week there's a, a market change on the heart of the, of the team. Like you can feel it. Like they're just, you can feel that they're just sort of coming into into their own, mm-hmm. and they're getting strong, and they're like, well, you know, we're we're doing this. We're working hard. And so Definitely. the defense was tough. Mm-hmm. The defense they they did not give up a lot of yards last night. I was really impressed. Mm-hmm. And they uh, the last. Uh, the last field goal they blocked, so that's why the score was 27, not 28. Okay, good. And there's this young man, number 44. His name is Mo. <laughs> Mo. Dude, 
that guy, first of all, he's not super tall, but he is wide Mm -hmm. and he is tough. Like he is tough, tough. Like there were a couple times I felt like the whole pile was moving with him. (laughs) So anyway, I'm calling him Mo. Mo. <laughs> get everybody, Mo. get everybody in yep. the stands to like do that's, that. That's what like, I want to hear is Mo. <laughs> you know, like that's so Mo. Mo. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I want. He's tough. I loved watching him, and you know, it was it's a hard loss. I think mm-hmm. when when I watched the guys come out, mm-hmm. you could see that their hearts were. You know, they were heart hurt mm-hmm. because they lost, mm-hmm. which I I love because it meant that they were yeah. completely vested in this game. Yeah. Um, but they they're a young team. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I was give them time I loved to grow. It. Yeah. Give them yeah, time yeah. to grow. And everybody, if you guys got if you guys go to the school or if you if you're a parent of somebody that goes to the school, <laughs> you know, go out there and support your team. I don't think there's any Mo. team. <laughs> There's any team out there that doesn't appreciate when all of them, right, when they have right, fans in right, the stands right. and everything. And, I, and that's even for myself. I got to right. get down there to a game. But man, I'm telling you the support that they have from from the alma mater, from from their team, from the faculty that gives them that support. And so go out there and support your yep. sports teams and, yes. and all that out there because they do appreciate it. Are and you and are you talking about not if not just Evergreen, right? No, You're just I'm talking, talking about, about teams. Yeah, I'm just I talking about teams. That's that, a, that's such an important right, thing. Like you know, really we have is. we have a twelfth man. We have we have one of the right. probably the loudest fan base in the NFL. Right. And you know, causing earthquakes and 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 tornadoes. I'm just that not tornadoes, but you know, but causing stuff. It's it's crazy. And so when you have when you have that kind of piggyback behind you, Mo. when you got Mo behind you too, man. <laughs> Mo, we're gonna have you on the show one time if you're listening. You be, be ready, man. I'm gonna send Mo. you a letter in the mail. <laughs> but yeah, go out there and support your teams out there, uh, guys. Because it's uh, a good word, Frank. <laughs> it is. It is. I so agree with you. We have these sports teams professional sports teams and we have college teams mm-hmm. here in the city one that you know i don't need to mention right <laughs> and then but high schools i think it'd be so great if everyone even if you weren't connected to the high school if you didn't go there, if you just go out to your local high school yeah. and go support their teams whether it's football basketball whatever right yeah. these Soccer. are future p- i think future kids, players. kids love that hey everyone we're just really excited to uh Bring to you someone that we care about and that I personally very much respect. Her name is Pulamau Savusa. Pulamau. What's up? Yeah, okay. yeah. We're so happy she's here. She's going to um, chat with us a little bit about some of the things that she's got going on, some projects that are happening in the neighborhood, and um, an event that's coming up. Um, but also, we want to talk to her about her and. Yeah, see what's mm-hmm. up with Pumel. Hi, yeah. Pumel. Hey, Pat. Mm-hmm. What's up, Frank? How's it going? It's nice to be in the house. <laughs> you, we're just thinking, I'd love for you to just tell us about yourself and where you live and maybe what, yeah, what's going on? Um, well, my name is Pumel. I live in White Center and I have since I was a young child. Um, I grew up going to school at White Center Heights and then I went to Cascade. And graduated from Evergreen. You. Um, I, what else do you want to know? 
Well, anything you want to say? Actually, Pulumau's brother is on the football team, so mm-hmm. we saw him last night as well. That's yep, cool. Yep. So he's in high school, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's about to graduate. He's a senior this year. That's amazing. That's awesome. So, and the other thing about Pulumau is he's she's on my board. <laughs> she's on the guest board. So she's kind of my boss, actually. <laughs> so she's been listening to me talk about Mo. And I kind of wonder if that's okay with my boss. But anyway, yeah, Pulumau, I want to, uh, we'd love for you to tell us a little bit about Our Future Matters. Yes, definitely. So Our Future Matters, kind of like we're, where that started, uh, you know, the goal behind it. And um, and even what is it? Yeah, what is it, you know, and how, how did you end up being a part of it and as much as a leader in it within it today? Um, so in 2012, um, two young men, Glendale Tautua and Manu Tuitoilau, yeah. both um, did a senior project together, and they um, – weren't sure what they wanted to do, but with the help of Carrie O'Brien, who is also now a Yes Foundation board member, All right. um, came up with the idea because they wanted to do something related to Pacific Islanders and education and, you know, what about the system fits and what doesn't fit. And so um, they decided to partner with this teacher who taught in the Upper Bound Summer Program um, and help them come put together a video and so that's what they did mm. for their senior project uh interviewed some people in the community who are familiar with the issue mm-hmm. um and then talked about what that um what that entails and i think that um after that video came out lena thompson um attended the public community viewing and um th- when she was there she kind of asked the boys what what's next right I think from there, they didn't really have any train of thought behind what would be next. Mm. But Lena's question kind of helped guide them in that direction. So that's when OFM was born. Nice. Because we knew that if we're putting out some information about Pacific Islanders and what we're not doing well, what are we going to do about actually doing well? That's right. And so... um, that's when OFM was born, and thanks and to OFM Thompson, stands for our future matters. Sorry about that. Fantastic. Is it okay for me to call it OFM? Yeah, you yeah. Okay, yeah. Cool. yeah. Do you think? Um, <laughs> but from then, OFM started that summer of 2012. I started out as a student, and I kind of was a part of the leadership team as well. So I was kind of a student voice at the time. It was my se- I was going into my senior year. Mm-hmm. I think OFM was just kind of this place where a lot of energy was built around right. Pacific Islanders and education. Mm. And um, it was just a simple gathering weekly through the summer, um, trying to kind of push this conversation around education. And I think that it grew much larger than we ever kind of visioned. And I'm kind of happy for it because I think that this is um, a very important but mm. rare Right. kind of setting and yeah. so I feel like this is something that our community needed because there's a lot of Pacific Islanders in South King County and I also think that um, the issues that we're facing in education mm-hmm. no one knows them better than us and yes. so right. to open That's up right. this space for our students to be involved <clears throat> in that conversation and figure out what that looks like for us moving forward in this system often played a big role in that. So where um, if you were a student in high school right now, a Pacific Islander student in high school, do you have to 
Live and White Center to be involved with Our Future Matters, or how how far, what's the reach of Our Future Matters? Um, you definitely don't have to be from White Center to be um, a part of OFM. I think that at first it started that way because it started with a lot of students who already were at Evergreen, mm-hmm. but um, we spread and were able to get a lot of students involved from across Highline School District, um, Tukwila School District, some from Renton at one point, and mm. I think that we are trying to um, open it up for kids all across the world. That's, but, the, that's um, the goal. You know, we're not there yet, but um, we definitely want it to be a space where students can come from, you know, any part of the of this area and mm-hmm. just be able to share the things that they're going through and that, you know, know that it's all valuable. Definitely. That's yeah. so fantastic. Just to be able to open up that space for people to talk about what's concerning. You know, there's not, they don't, a lot of people don't get that at home, yeah. you know, and so it's good to be able to have people who are like-minded like you and, uh, you know, and to be as, as, as truthful, the same color and the same ethnicity that care, for you know, sure. so it, it really speaks out, speaks out and lets people know that there are, there's there's people out there to help uh so um you know as big as this whole thing is as ofm is i've i've seen in like in social media i've heard from pat you guys do so many big things representing your yourselves and this organization in different parts of the state and uh one of these trips was to olympia to the olympia uh to the state capital. There you go, the state capital. Yeah, and uh, thank you. And uh, I just want you to kind of just uh, uh, kind of recap on that whole thing. That's really awesome to go and represent you guys yourselves at uh, in that magnitude. So how was that? Um, that was awesome. I think we OFM participated in the Youth Lobby Day, mm-hmm. which is put on in partnership with the LIAC, which is the Legislative Youth Advisory Council, mm-hmm. and World Vision. Um, shout out to Brian Boyd. Mm. Um, we <laughs> were able to participate in that lobby day four years, I think. Um, and OFM is just, it's a blast every time because I think that this is an opportunity for us to be around policymakers and legislators mm. and the people who are really making decisions that impact our lives every day in our That's community, right. you know? And so. To be able to get our voices heard at that level, I think, is a special thing. But mm-hmm. I also think that it's something that's so irregular or doesn't really happen in, yeah. you know, in Pacific Islander communities. But also p- communities of color right. don't really aren't really seen or heard in that um, on that level. And so I think that for us being youth, being mm-hmm. Pacific Islander and being um, a, such a small group of kids, I think that it, it's just a blessing to be able to be in that area and be able to um, talk to these people who look so, you know, formal (laughs) and kind of, like, intimidating sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think that it's just a special experience because kids start to realize that their voice matters, you Mm -hmm. know? And I think that from our first lobby day, we put in a little word on the um, House Bill 1541, Mm. And um, that's closing the opportunity gap. And I think that we advocated for that bill continuously. Every year we went back. And this past year, the bill finally passed. And so so that was a really awesome thing because I think that um, 
as students in the community, I feel like watching a bill pass that you're advocating for and that mm-hmm. aligns with the work that you're doing in your community, um, it's just not something that everyone gets to see. You know, yeah. like I think that it's one of those things where um, we hope that it would just you go one time yeah. and hope that it would <laughs> something would come right, out of it. Right, and we right. went four times before something right. really came out. Right. Right. And so um, I think it's been a long journey, but I think that it's also been a space where kids have needed to get their voices heard and mm-hmm. understand how hard it is to get things to change in the system. And then it starts to make me wonder why it's so hard for things to change and why it's so hard for us to feel like we can be talking to legislators and Mm -hmm. why it's so hard for our communities to be heard on that level. Definitely. Um, But yeah. Do you think kids, like I'm talking about the high school students, do you think that they really know the impact that they've had? Like, like how do they feel it or what do they say to you that makes you know, Oh, we, we know that we did something special here. It's hard sometimes um, because sometimes I don't think that they know mm-hmm. the the how much they're making an impact. It's pretty on significant, the right? yeah. And I think that the reason why I feel like they don't really know is because I even didn't really know right up for mm-hmm. myself. And I've been doing advocacy work since I was a freshman in high school, and so for me, I think that because it's something that's so uncommon uh-huh. for students to be involved in, it's kind of just like. A place where youth, especially youth of color, are tokenized, you know? Right. Mm. And so, like, am I really a part of this or is this, you know, kind of just for fun or for, like, right. are they just asking me to be here just to be here or is this really something that I'm a part of? And I think that um, later on down the road, kids start to realize. I think they'll, they yeah, do realize it. Um, when they see things actually changing before their eyes. Mm. Um, Places like Uprise, I feel like, make students um, really realize that this stuff is important. You yes, know? definitely. Yeah. And I'm glad that you mentioned Uprise because that's kind of where we're going. We're trailing this conversation into. We <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we definitely want you to talk about talk, Uprise. Talk and... about that and uh, what exactly uh, that is and what's the momentum behind Uprise. Because Uprise is pretty kind of connected, like yeah, with yeah. the with OFM and everything. So yeah, let's talk about that because we it's coming up soon, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it is coming up. Yes, it is. Um, so Uprise is a Pacific Islander Education Summit. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, it is. Um, this is our fourth year, and I think that um, originally, let me let me go back. So a little bit of history around Uprise. In 2012, the same year that OFM started, that fall after our first OFM summer, mm-hmm. there was a event called Aspire, which was a Pacific Islander mm-hmm. summit. It was supposed to be for youth and adults, but um, I think that it, the focus definitely didn't feel like it was f- on the youth yeah. because there was one workshop where all of the youth were kind of shoved into. Mm. And so this was a big deal to OFM because we didn't feel like this was, if it was about youth mm-hmm. and the things that youth are doing in the education system, mm-hmm. um, we just don't feel like that was an effective way for it to be done. And so Definitely. the <laughs> following year um, that the people who were planning that um, summit, mm-hmm. it kind of was 
a one-year deal where the government gave money and nice. was like put on something for the Pacific Islander community and you know figure out what's going on with them and as it relates to education and mm-hmm. so the there wasn't anything that was going to happen the next year. It wasn't kind of an annual thing. It was kind of a one-time thing, you know? Yeah. And so the next year, OFM was starting to pick up, you know, because OFM was also on year two. And so mm-hmm. when it came around to that time, OFM decided that they wanted to take leadership in getting Uprise to happen. Okay. And that's where Uprise was born. And so I think that it was cool because I think that this was a place where students started to realize that Uprise needed to happen and yeah. Uprise was an important thing. And the gathering that happens when, you know, all Pacific Islander students are coming from all over the state That's right. and, you know, gathering around an issue at, right. such as education, it's kind of a big deal, you know? And so that's what Uprise is. And I feel like it. it's my hope is that it continues to be a place where students can <laughs> gather and, you know, really figure out what is it, what does it take and what do we need to really succeed in the education system and um, let kids know that, you know, this system wasn't built for us, but we, you know, what do we need to make it through because yeah. we need, you know, no one knows what we need more than we do. And so Definitely. asking those important questions um, is what happens at Uprise. Right. That's awesome. The energy at Uprise is pretty it's phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's I think uh, it's fun and it's family and mm-hmm. it's you see kids that are just excited. I mean, last year there were probably 300, more than 300 students there, right? Yeah, there were over 300 students, yeah. um, parents, faculty and staff, community members. And there's just music and mm-hmm. laughter and the food is pretty good it, it is well. awesome <laughs> we had an awesome <laughs> keynote yeah. speaker too yeah. oh, oh man the keynote was Joseph Monty he yeah. was awesome yeah. and he's coming back again because he was so awesome That's um, I think there's a there's just a pride and um you know this thing that happens when there's people from all over Polynesia it's mm-hmm. not just Samoans it's not just Tongans it's all of us, right? Mm-hmm. And so there's that piece happening. There, It's intergenerational. And, and you know, this Jacob Fiti Simanu last year killed it. Oh, he, I just said Joseph. Did you say, did you say Joseph? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Um, yeah, Jacob killed it. And he mm-hmm. was talking about who we are as a mm-hmm. people, talked about the, you know, the great, the great, uh, Sea, uh, mm-hmm. you know how we're great sea people, That's you know, right. and can navigate the the ocean by the stars. And I mean, I think people came away feeling a great sense of pride as to who we are and where we come from. But I also think it's pretty amazing that you've got all these young people in the room, yeah. all excited about education. You yeah. know, when when does that happen? And yeah. so, exactly. but I think it's about all of us being together and them seeing that they're not alone and seeing that it, we we really do have a an opportunity to advocate for ourselves. Mm-hmm. That's right? right. Yeah, I think that um, it's definitely important because there's Pacific Islanders, you know, like you said, it's more than just Samoans and Tongans. Like, we're really pushing it hard to get you know, people from all across the Pacific Islands involved. We we actually are excited because there's a lot of um, Micronesians, Micronesian communities who are trying to, um, we're trying to get to Uprise. And that's exciting because sometimes it does seem very 
Samoa-centric when there's a lot of, right. you know, Samoans who are involved. But I think that um, it's more than just us who um, need to be involved in this conversation for us to really make it, you know, what we want it to be. And so Definitely. I'm excited. But it's always a fun time no matter what. I think <laughs> that... Um, our people know how to turn right. up. Yeah. So oh, it's always fun. Um, <laughs> and great. DJ Una is going to be with us again for our third year. Um, Who is hosting? Our host is going to be Glenn DZ. Hey! Yeah, Glenn Tautua and Sia Westerland. Um, they for, did a great job last they year. Did they did awesome did. last year. So They're fun. so fun. Yeah, mm-hmm. they are so fun. They know fun. how to interact with the crowd. For sure, for sure. And I think that um, they just work well together. Right. They're just... they're personalities blend so well um so i'm excited for that yeah that's good that's good. october 8th october this 8th. year we're having two october 8th is going to be the first oh. one um it is held going to be held at highline college mm-hmm. in des moines and um that one is kind of there for um students who live in the king county area mm-hmm. or anyone and then there's another one in pierce county at um, Clover Park Technical College. Okay. That's on October 28th nice. and 29th. Oh, it's a two-day? No. Oh, it's there a, is, it's, is it's, on the 29th. Okay. Um, and it, we just think that um, this year we try something different. And um, because we know that Uprise has been picking up a lot of energy and a lot of students have been involved in so... Um, we're so, going to try something a little different. And you can, you're inviting people to register online, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, you can register online. You can go to either one or you can attend both if you want. Mm-hmm. Um, is visit it www. Free? It is completely free, which is awesome. Um, you can register if you go to our website, um, uprisepi.org. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll see the registration links up there and more information if you want um, to share, spread the word, share the link. Yes. That's great. And then did you want to invite me and Frank to a little yep. ice cream <laughs> this was the This was the one of the reasons why I pulled him out on the show yep, today. Yep, I'm on here because uh, the trade-off <laughs> was <laughs> that Pat Thompson and Frank and Zach Hamilton would join us. Tonight at our Uprise fundraiser, um, we're having an ice cream social mm. at... Um, Lake Berrien Presbyterian Church. Shout out to Pastor Lena. You yeah. <laughs> um, at seven p.m. tonight. Ten dollars ahead. Right. Okay. There's gonna be lots of ice cream. The toppings <laughs> are popping. The, the, the toppings are happenings. That's what I call them. Those are the happenings. Yes. As a matter of fact, last year I'm just gonna be real. I just ate the happenings. <laughs> I didn't really need. I didn't really need the ice cream. But uh, yes, please come. Mm-hmm. And Lake Burien Presbyterian Church is in Burien. It's one five zero zero three, 14th Avenue Southwest in Burien. So please come at seven o'clock, seven p.m. Uh, Ten dollars ahead. And you know mm-hmm. what? You don't have to. If you can't come, you can still send money. Yeah, <laughs> yes, no, you can. Because it is, is a fundraiser, welcome. and so if you're also. Uh, wondering how can I donate to such a wonderful cause? If you go to PayPal and find the Yes Foundation um, account, you can give to us and just uh, a note that it's for Uprise or mm-hmm. that it's for Our Future Matters. It'll go straight to the event. But yeah, so there's plenty of ways to give if you can't come tonight, um, or you can. 
yeah, you can send a check or if you see me in the street, you can just <laughs> see me in the street. I always give pass some money. <laughs> I will never turn away cash. Yep, that's so right. Good. So, you know, anyway. be be a part of the conversation. Uprise is real. It's happening. And uh, you just got the uh, first big exclusive on what it is and why they're doing it uh, from the one and only Pula Mouse of Usa. Thanks so, for being yeah. here, Pula Mouse. Thank, Thank you so much. I'm glad to say I've been on the dropkick. <laughs> <laughs> That's Thank right. Thank you so much, guys. Um, I believe that's it for that we all have for today. Again, thank you, Mal, for being here. Again, if you haven't registered for Uprise, please do. And, um, like and us on Facebook. Like them on Facebook. They're on their social media, all that good stuff. And without further ado, we out you. How true. Yeah.